Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you. You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited, so go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. It's your host, Dr. Morgan. I'm really excited about today's episode. I am going to do an audience question. And this question, of course, came from the Successful Women Great Relationships Facebook group. That's where I'm going and getting all of my podcast topics from these days because that group has so much engagement. There's a ton of questions being posted in there. There's a lot of women supporting women. I hop in as much as I can and try to respond to as many posts as possible. Um, If you're not part of the group, what are you doing? Make sure you join. It's just successful women, great relationships. You can search that on Facebook. The link to join it is also in my Instagram bio. I'd love to see you inside of that group. It'd be fun. Um, Let's dive into it. Here's the question for today. I'm going to read it. This is from Kelly. Kelly says, I know there are other women out there that have this same experience. So I'm hoping to get some input. Why is it 
that I fixate on men who I know I cannot have and or are emotionally unavailable. Example, men who are married, men who are not good for me emotionally. I've only been with one emotionally available man and I ended up self-sabotaging the relationship. I guess it's taken me this long to see the pattern and I'm trying to figure this out before I start dating again. Is this an attachment issue? Kelly, I am so glad that you asked this question. This is going to lead to a wonderful podcast episode. Thanks for being vulnerable. Thanks for being brave. Um, Let's just dive in. I do want to talk about one piece that you said before I get to the rest of it. And that's where you said men who are not good for me emotionally. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. It's May. And one of the reasons I am so passionate about what I do in helping people in relationships is because I know how your relationship health impacts your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health. It impacts all your other areas of your life, particularly mental health. And the research out there that has found correlations between mental health concerns and poor relationships is astounding. There's so much research to support. And of course, we have to look at it as kind of like chicken and the egg, which one happens first. However, here's what I know. When we have relationships in our life that are contributing to low self-worth, anxious thought patterns, uh, our depression, our ways of viewing ourselves that are contributing and matching up with mental health concerns, um, we can end up feeling so, so stuck. So one of the reasons I love what I do is that I know when people are able to enter into healthy, great relationships, you're also setting yourself up for improved mental health You're also allowing yourself to protect against mental health issues. There's so much research that when we have a great relationship and, and, you know, obviously I'm speaking about romantic relationships. This is also friendships, other relationships as well. When we have those healthy relationships in place, it is such a protector against mental health concerns, our our social networks, our support systems, the people we have in our life. When we have those people and we have those great relationships, it helps us navigate mental health issues that come up. And I, I just want to acknowledge that if you're human, if you're on this planet, it's more than likely that you will experience mental health concerns. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I want to encourage you to make healthy relationship decisions so that you can get through those times as best as you can. 
So having a great relationship or a healthy relationship, a securely attached relationship that doesn't add stress to your life, that doesn't cause you to think poorly of yourself, that doesn't have you wrapped up in anxiety, that doesn't make you feel physically ill, right? To have that stable relationship, that's a way of giving to your mental health and supporting yourself to have great mental health. Given that it's May, I just want to point that out. And I want to acknowledge that when I was coming from a disorganized attachment place where I had both anxious and avoidant attachment patterns, my mental health was at its lowest point. I had very low self-worth. I was experiencing long periods of depression I was also experiencing probably alcohol. I wouldn't say alcohol dependence. So I never experienced alcoholism, although many people do as a way to cope with mental health. I did, however, experience alcohol abuse where I was binge drinking every weekend, using alcohol as a way to avoid my emotions, which of course, alcohol is a depressant which contributed to my depression and only made my mental health worse. So in my own life, I I know, and I've seen it in all the people who I have um, counseled, who I've coached, friends, family, et cetera. I know that poor relationships negatively impact your mental health. And also, when we're really struggling with our mental health, we tend to really struggle with our relationship decisions, right? If I'm experiencing depression and low self-worth and all of those things, I'm going to struggle with who I decide to date. So there's such this relationship between the two. And once again, that's why I do what I do. I love helping people rewire their brains in order to attract a healthy relationship. And of course, the work that I do with relationships directly impacts people's mental health functioning and improved mental health is always reported as part of what people experience as they go through the Empowered Secure Love program. So I just really wanted to highlight that, Kelly, because I know you said dating people who are not good for you emotionally. And I want you to know that decision and that pattern will horribly negatively impact you in the long run. And any of you listening, it will impact you in ways you may not even fully understand if that's something that you continue to do and you don't address. And unfortunately, I myself have seen friends go through that pattern. And I I have seen horrible outcomes when people ignore their mental health and they date people who are, are bad for their mental health. So I'm not going to go into that today. That's another podcast. But when we become aware of that, we need to address it. We need to date people who are good for our mental health. Okay. All right. Now to the rest of the question, let's talk about this. So 
She's asking if being attracted to emotionally unavailable men, such as people who are not good for her, who she knows don't want a relationship, or even people who are married, if being attracted to that is part of an attachment style issue, the answer is yes. And it's likely connected to other things as well. Your attachment style is one way of understanding your strategies, your attachment strategies in dating, right? Um, There's other things that are connected to it as well. So if I am attracted to married men, emotionally unavailable men, I have a few things going on. Likely, I have predominantly anxious attachment strategies. So these are strategies that look like feeling like I have to work really hard to get people to love me, feeling as though my partner's needs are more important than mine, having a hard time even connecting to my needs or even knowing what my needs are. Um, Other anxious attachment strategies is just overanalyzing the relationship, constantly thinking about it, constantly second guessing anything that I do in the relationship, any decisions I make, any texts I send. I'm overthinking everything. Additionally, anxious attachment, you're probably catastrophizing what could go wrong in the relationship. You're already thinking about ways it could end. And you might even, before a relationship even starts, you might already be thinking about um, ways that you could be abandoned or ways that this person could hurt you. So another thing that can happen as an anxious strategy is you're going to be showing up and wanting to build the relationship quickly because there is that fear of abandonment. And there's this core desire that if I can build the relationship quickly, I could gain that security and I could help myself have that reassurance that I crave that I'm not going to be abandoned. So, um, that's part of the attachment strategies that's that's happening here. Kelly, there's also your belief systems. There's beliefs about yourself. There's beliefs about relationships. Some of the beliefs about relationships that are common in this kind of scenario is that believing, and, and by the way, this could be unconscious. You might not even be aware of this, but believing that you are not worthy of receiving love. And I don't mean just um, allowing yourself to accept and I love you. I mean, all of the ways that love can show up in your life, that people can make an effort. So allowing yourself to relax in love and actually receive it without always being the one putting the effort in. So this could even look like not allowing the other person to plan and schedule a date and always feeling like you have to be the one to make things happen. 
So, so that's definitely one of the beliefs is that you're not worthy of just receiving. You believe you have to make it happen. Um, another belief here is that you could believe that love is unavailable to you. That other people can have it easily, but for whatever reason, it's unavailable to you. Um, other beliefs are that if I work hard enough this time, I can get him to love me. This is also connected to a phenomenon known as repetition compulsion, where you're repeating the same kind of relationship dynamic over and over, this time hoping for a different outcome. So saying that, for example, if you had um, an emotionally unavailable parent uh, or early romantic relationship, that you may be attracted to emotionally unavailable people in your present because there's an unconscious wish that this time you would win this person over you would get all the love and the attention that you hadn't gotten previously. And that this time by achieving this, it's going to make up for all the times you did not get it in the past. This is known as repetition compulsion. I have past episodes on it. Check it out. Um, there's so many factors that can go into this kind of experience. And here's what I want you to know. If you're listening to this and you can relate, I want you to know that the awareness alone is not going to help. It's the first step. It's not going to change anything. So a lot of times what can happen is you become aware oh my gosh, I'm dating the same kind of person over and over. As you've heard me say before, it's the same It's the same guy, it's just a different haircut, right? It's the same kind of a dynamic. You can become aware of that. However, if you do not intentionally rewire your brain by releasing those beliefs that are not serving you and then developing healthy relationship beliefs that are designed to attract and maintain a healthy relationship. So that's neuro-linguistic reprogramming, right? If we're not doing that, and then if we're also not learning how to become securely attached and how to show up as the securely attached version of you and to learn how that impacts who you are attracted to, then you will keep repeating these same patterns over and over. I say that out of love. I say it out of experience because this was me. I was dating emotionally unavailable people over and over and over and over. And it showed up in different ways. Sometimes it was that they were going to be moving in two weeks Sometimes it was that they were completely committed to their careers. They were working 80-hour weeks, and they simply had no time for me. But I was going to prove that I was worthy of it, and I was going to make them love me, right? 
Other times it was the married man. You've heard me talk about this. Even unconsciously, unbeknownst to me, I dated, I've actually in my past, in my um, experiences while I had disorganized attachment, I've dated, gosh, how many? Maybe three married men. Of course, it was not known to me. Um, but there was something about it, right? Emotionally, I felt it. Even if I did not know they were married, there was that emotionally unavailable, unconscious pull between me and those people. So you'll date. It doesn't matter why they're emotionally unavailable. It can show up in a number of different ways. Maybe it's that they are really, really struggling with their mental health and they don't have the capacity to show up well in a relationship, and you have it in your head that you're going to be their psychologist, their coach, their personal trainer, their mother, and their girlfriend, and you're going to get them to love you, right? Emotionally unavailable can show up in so many different ways, but the pull is the same. The attachment wounds the beliefs that you have about yourself, the beliefs that you have about love, those are there. It just shows up in different ways. So as I said, this starts with awareness. Awareness is the first step. And after that, it becomes actually changing your beliefs and actually changing the way that you show up and really, truly at the core of it is healing your self-worth and letting go of any past trauma that you're bringing with you. So obviously, you all know this. This is why I created the Empowered Secure Love Program as I built a framework to help you do all those things because it is impossible to do it on our own. It really is. I tried for almost a decade. Um so I created exactly what Younger Morgan needed. And at this point, we've helped hundreds of people. So if you're listening to this and you are ready, I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered Secure Love Program. We take a limited number of people and you can have a breakthrough session with a program advisor and they'll be able to determine if the program is a good fit for you. Of course, there is an investment to join the program. I have so many free resources. We have the podcast, we have Instagram, you know, all the, the free stuff's out there. But this program is an investment and it's designed to be the thing that moves you towards secure attachment, that helps you embody your most confident powerful, on fire, magnetic version of yourself. Um, and there's so much that goes into it. It's a high level coaching program. So if you're, if you're really truly ready, you want to do the work, this is a great option for you. And I would really encourage you to apply to the program. I hope you liked this episode. And of course, you know, I'm always wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon.
You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.